Thank you for tuning in to Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. Let the show begin. Hey, Dr. Dreyer, at last, welcome to the Z Code Podcast. It's an honor and an opportunity to speak about the one thing that you feel most connected to, which is sports betting or uh, sports investing, as some people call it. Could you fill us in on your personal background, where you're from and where did you grow up? Yeah. Hi, Jake, and thanks for inviting me for this podcast. Um, yeah, I'm a Danish guy. Um, I uh, I grew up in uh, Aarhus, that's the second uh, biggest city in Denmark, mm-hmm. um, where I lived uh, until I was 18, and then I moved to Copenhagen. Um, I think my my interest from sports started actually, yeah, already uh, when I was young. I played uh, football or soccer, as some would call it. <laughs> um, and then I went to the high school uh, in the late years. Uh, uh, yeah, when I was 15, I went to a boarding school where the one of the uh, activities were actually were chess. So I played a lot of chess for three years. Um, so that was... Uh, so I have the like the tactical uh, from the chess, and then I have uh, the, the football from my from my own experience. Yeah. Okay. So you would consider football as your main sport then? Yes, definitely. Yeah. And then is that is that sort of followed down to the current years where you're sort of a, a big fan of football right now? Yeah, I'm a big fan of football, but not a particular club uh, as such. I I just follow all the football I can. Um, and I like to see a very uh, good game um, with a lot of uh, tactical uh, interaction in it. Um, I like to see, of course, goals, <laughs> uh, but also like to see a good defense. So it's not that I just want a goal score or something like that. But uh, yeah, football is uh, is my my main sport. Uh, but surprisingly, not uh, not for betting. But uh, we will come back to that, I guess. <laughs> All right. So, what what are the main sports in in the region where you're from? I guess the, we could say Copenhagen, but we could say Denmark as a whole. What are the main sports? Because I know you guys have um, there is a bit of um, hockey as well in Scandinavia, which is pretty popular. I was actually wondering what are the most popular sports in Scandinavia as a whole. You can be yeah, specific most... about Denmark. For Denmark, uh, for sure, it's uh, football or soccer. Uh, and then uh, in Denmark, uh, handball is very popular. Um, oh, wow. And then, yeah, yeah I, I don't know, maybe, maybe badminton or something like that. It's not, uh, <laughs> we don't have to, like in Sweden and Norway, they have uh, like uh, all those uh, skiing types and uh, yeah, and also the ice hockey in, in Sweden. We have. There is some ice hockey uh, in Denmark too, but uh, I think f- for all that I, re- I can remember, they have been struggling, str- struggling with the finances. Um, so champions one year and then bankrupt next year um, is a, a, a pattern <laughs> oh, wow. for, for, the, for the ice hockey teams in Denmark. Um, it's yeah. nice that you're very close to, to Sweden. What is it like, 15 minutes train ride from <laughs> where you yeah. are? Copenhagen. Yeah, and where, where I am, I, I, when I go to the beach, I live north of Copenhagen, maybe 20 kilometers north of Copenhagen, and I, I go to the beach um, 
I can I can see Sweden on the other side of the sound. So so that's uh, yeah, we're very close to Sweden. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna move on to well, not not fully move on, but let's talk about the um, opportunities that you have in Scandinavia. So obviously, I spoke to Mette a while ago, and she told me about all the things that are sort of going on going on in, in Sweden and Denmark. What's your take on the sports betting in your region? Is it easy to find bookmakers, and uh, which ones do you use? Yeah, I would say, um, first of all, I have to bring a disclaimer here. I work for one of the bookmakers. Um, <laughs> so uh, actually the one owned by the by the government. So um, so maybe I'm a bit biased here, uh, but I also have a lot of experience from the last uh, yeah, 20 years. Um, so and I've only worked there for two years, so so I have a lot of experience before uh, that. But um, back in in 2012, uh, there was some new uh, legislation um, in Denmark, where it was actually required for the bookmakers to obtain a license to operate uh, the, on the Danish market. Um, before that, we could actually, as soon as uh, or as long as it was online. We could uh, access any bookmaker, uh, uh, of course, if they allowed uh, Danish customers. But after 2012, uh, we it had to be a licensed bookmaker. Um, so I think right now we have uh, 16 uh, bookmakers that offer offers uh, sports betting. There's a few more where they only offer like casino games or, or bingo uh, stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, 16 uh, only. But then, of course, uh, we have some um, uh, opportunities, uh, or at least those of us that had an account with Pinnacle or Five Dimes or some of those uh, bookmakers, uh, we we have kept our account there. It, it is not closed down, even if they are not uh, marketing the Danish market anymore. But we still have our, our accounts. But oh, uh, wow. but but a, a new or another Danish person would not be able to open a new account with Pinnacle. Um, That's remarkable because my accounts got shut down as soon as <laughs> they lost the license. Well, they they chose not to be in the market for yeah. financial reasons because of their margins. But yeah, my account got shut down in Pinnacle. Okay. So it's it's nice that you were able to keep it. It's yeah, a very, very nice. A very a, nice bookmaker to have. But it is. I'm actually curious about the I believe it's Dan Danske Spiel or exactly. correct me if I'm if I if I mispronounced it, but that is the, the government run gambling organization we could say. It, it is, is very yes. interesting for a government to have such a monopoly of the market because it's usually the government who regulates all the bookmakers around and and so on, but in Denmark, it's actually the government who's running the biggest sort of yeah. um, gambling organization there is. It is, and you can say it, it's the biggest organization, but it's actually two organizations. We have uh, one part is taking care of all the lotteries and stuff, and that's uh, a, a monopoly in Denmark. Uh, no. There are only a few lotteries, and the biggest one is the like the Euro Lotto and stuff like that. Uh, we are the only one, or Danske Spil is the only one selling that. But then on the sports betting, it operates in the licensed market, uh, or 
uh, yeah, in fair competition with everyone else. Um, but of course, we, Danske Spil had the, uh, what do we say, uh, they were already uh, based on the market. We, they have, uh, or we have <laughs> 4,000 uh, shops uh, where you can uh, gamble or, or place bets on uh, sports uh, at Danske Spil. So, of course, um, being in the market already when, uh, when, uh, yeah, when they officially opened up for new uh, bookies, of course, was a, what do we call it? They, they had an advantage, uh, of course, uh, because they didn't have to, to go out and find new customers. We had all the customer base already. So there's a not uh, not a lot, but some new bookmakers are coming into the market. But it's very hard to to uh, yeah attract new customers. Mm-hmm. Um, How would you say that government-run or uh, gambling organization is competitive in comparison to the commercial bookmakers? Uh, I will leave Pinnacle out of this discussion because <laughs> no one is uh, competitive. Yeah, uh, no one. <laughs> um, I think they have Dansk Spil have some advantages compared to other uh, like uh, bookmakers, licensed bookmakers. Um, one of those is on the uh, national uh, sports or the, the Danish games. So, but also on handball and so, uh, so there is uh, when it's when it's uh, Danish uh, activities or Danish uh, games, they are very competitive. But of course, uh, on a Premier League game or, or something else, they just have to follow the market. But one of the issues is that the the the, the odds uh, that we see online in Danske Spil, they are the same as you can get if you bet in the shop. But in the shop, we have to pay the shopkeeper a provision uh, for selling uh, the betting ticket. So of course, we uh, we we have a, a lower margin. Uh, than than other uh, uh, bookmakers, but I think the where I see the big difference, uh, of course, some of the odds are lower, especially on US sports, um, unfortunately, <laughs> and then um, uh, they they're not very good at uh, spreads. So, for instance, last night uh, with the uh, uh, Lagos uh, versus the Nuggets uh, basketball game. Uh, in any other bookmaker, you can choose the spread to be eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half, half, and so on. But at Dansk spread, you could only choose like six and a half, nine and a half, eleven and a half, or something like that. So very limited, uh, yeah, selection of uh, spreads. And yeah, sometimes the odds are lower, sometimes they are higher. Um, uh, yeah. So I wouldn't say that they they have they are completely uh, out of the scope with, with uh, regarding the odds, but uh, sometimes they are just uh, they're hindered by, they have this um, provision to pay to, uh, to all the, the shopkeepers. Mm-hmm. But then okay, so where, yeah, where, yeah, where I see, uh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> the way I see that will have an advantage is uh, it's a no limit uh, company or no personal limit company. Um, so, so if any game would have a like a limit uh, 
per game, but not per player. So so I can place maybe uh, yeah, what do I know? Uh, maybe fifteen thousand uh, dollars if I want to, if if that game allows it. It's not a personal limit for me. Um, and I can I know from uh, from my own experience that uh, like a bookmaker like B Win, Bet and Win, I think they were called in the old days. I can stake maximum one euro, no matter if it's uh, on uh, odds minus five hundred or odds plus nine hundred. One euro I can stake. Um, if I go to Bet three six five, I also have very low limits. Um, on some of the bigger events, I can bet so a bit more, but uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah. I, I like the draw system that's uh, very popular on the, the wall now. And when those games are in Egypt or Guatemala or Uzbekistan, um, maybe I can bet two or three dollars. So it's it's hard to do a progression uh, <laughs> based on based on those limits. Mm. Um, so so yeah. So so they, there are some advantages. Maybe I get a, a bit. Uh, the odds are a bit lower. But then I have no limit. Um, That's remarkable. And, yeah, it's actually so weird to hear that. <laughs> Honestly, it's a uh, to have no limits on the bookmaker run by the government. Yeah, it's kind of like they're almost encouraging you to bet. Yeah, but you do you do have a or you can set your own personal limit on how much you want to deposit. Uh, like you you talked to Meta about uh, the Swedish uh, limit on five hundred euros. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, here you you can set anything between yeah 100 Danish kroner and then uh, 15 uh, or 50 thousand Danish kroner, but that's, but that's per, a, day, per day. Your personal, your personal. Um, yes. Yes. Whereas the Swedish uh, limit is based on the government. Yeah. Making legislation to not allow more than 500 dollars, which is a big blow for people like. I guess poker players and so on who, yeah, exactly, uh, yeah, probably deposit a lot more. But I guess sports people, of course, as well. Yeah, and and I know that uh, some, uh, uh, yeah, there are some people in Denmark also uh, working on this to uh, to limit uh, how much you can deposit on a given period or even how much you can lose uh, in a given period, and uh, that would really hit. Those that do the progression, if uh, some, if they maybe lose the C bet, uh, and then uh, in an A B C D progression, and then you you cross the limit, mm-hmm. and then you cannot do the D bet. Yeah, that <laughs> so, would be a bit of a blow. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, and I think it's around uh, maybe three, four thousand dollars per month that uh, they suggest that uh, that you should be able to lose, and then you they should close your account for the next 30 days. That's very harsh. I, mean, I yeah. think the, the circumstances should be very personalized. And yeah. I think government, if they are looking to limit bookmakers, the government and I guess the uh, the legislation organizations, they should be looking at looking per case rather than, you know, assuming that everyone makes, I don't know, $10,000 and they can lose 3000 which is fine. Yeah, you know, exactly. not everyone makes the same amount of money. So, no, and we have the the high rollers. They uh, sometimes they lose, sometimes they win, and then it wouldn't be. I don't know. Uh, yeah, why would they shut those down? Because uh, if you have a limit on 
uh, a win or profit in for the year of maybe 200,000 and then one month you lose 20,000 and you close your account. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't. But uh, one of the other good suggestions they have is that actually they want us to uh, not uh, playing on unlicensed sites. Uh, how would they do that? Yeah, by by telling uh, anyone that uh, has the Danish license that they cannot limit uh, any customer. That would be a nice one if they got this one through. But uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so. I kind of want to move on into your personal journey because I want to find out. Obviously, you told me about your big love for football and chess. Mm. But how did you get into sports betting as a whole? Um, assuming it were going way back to, or probably when you were a child. Yeah, exactly. I think I started when I was maybe ten years. Not uh, not betting myself, but I helped my uh, granddad uh, picking the the games uh, or, or the the tips for the. The weekend uh, football pool. Uh, I don't know. You are familiar with the pool where you have uh, maybe uh, 13 or 15 matches uh, that that is already uh, picked by by the pool, and then you you need to guess the outcome of those matches. Uh-huh. Then if you if you guess guess all of them correct, you get the top prize. Uh, one wrong, uh, lesser prize, and, and stuff like that. Uh, so I help him with that. Um, uh, sometimes, actually, we just used, uh, yeah, uh, what is it called, a cube, just to see if it was uh, won or a home draw or away win. Just uh, had, just tried the luck. Mm-hmm. Um, so and yeah, that was uh, when when I first saw it, and we saw the Premier League on uh, Saturday afternoon when every. Every game was on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it used to be back in the day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is back in the uh, yeah early uh, mid 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 eighties, late eighties um, when it was like this. So yeah, then um, when I was old enough, or maybe not old enough, but at some point I <laughs> I made I played some bit on uh, tennis um, uh, because I I liked the. We had the no draw uh, games, so you had a, you would always have a winner. Uh, um, then uh, and uh, yeah, I did good in that, uh, but small amount of money. I was not that uh, old. Then I had this really really uh, wild period um, with the uh, roulette gambling. <laughs> I won a lot of money, um, both uh, used for travel. We used them for. Down payment on a car. You gave money to charity. I, I don't know. I was being so extremely lucky for a period. Um, and uh, yeah, sometimes they say chase the luck, and uh, I chased it, and I was really lucky. Um, and but then one day, uh, I started uh, to feel uh, like uh, on pleasure, uh, heart beating faster, and. Uh, you know, it is roulette. It's uh, totally random. I got the feeling that I'm not in control. Um, so I changed to uh, horse betting, uh, horse racing, and greyhound, greyhound racing at that point. So I had uh, like a, a robot um, uh, betting on some uh, systems, uh, or yeah, automated betting, triggered betting. Um, that was before. Uh, Actually, uh, they like 
kind of opened the market, uh, the Danish market. So I, I could do all this at Betfair. Um, and as Mette also mentioned, uh, then suddenly horse and greyhound racing was uh, taken away from all bookmakers except for, for Danske Spil, uh, because they wanted to protect the Danish uh, horse uh, gambling market. Uh, but it was already dead, or, uh, so it didn't it didn't help anything. But uh, but it, and it, for me it was uh, was very negative because uh, all the the automated betting and uh, yeah triggered betting I couldn't do anymore because uh, that was only available at the, the Betfair exchange with the, the, those uh, API uh, yeah uh, connections. Um, that that actually meant that I took a very long uh, break from betting in in 2012 when uh, when the new legislation came. Um, I also got a new job where I traveled a lot, uh, so it wasn't always uh, a good time for for betting. I had spent a lot of time of uh, airplanes flying back and forth to India. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, so uh, work travels, so. Um, and uh, yeah, that's a completely different time zone, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it just just didn't uh, fit uh, into my schedule to to look at uh, betting. Yeah, so there was a long break I had there. Um, but the the bots, you developed them yourself. You coded the whole thing into the API and stuff, right? I I, I did download some. Uh, uh, like horse racing bots or whatever they're called. There, there are a few in the markets where you can you can buy them. The, but then I gave the, the input how I wanted to bet. So if, if I want to uh, place a, a Dutch bet on uh, second, third, and fourth uh, favorite in a, a greyhound race, or how I want to do it, that was my. Uh, so so the the bot producers they they. Uh, Provided the software and I I used it with my systems. Okay. Well, I'm actually wondering why is it called the Dutch bet? <laughs> I actually don't know. <laughs> I, I just learned that that's uh, that's the name of it. Uh, maybe, maybe they do that uh, a lot in the, the Netherlands. I I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. Um, but um, then uh, yeah, I took this long break and then two years ago. Um, I saw this movie Moneyball. Uh, probably most people know it. Uh, I read a lot of uh, articles about uh, how to use data, and I thought, uh, yeah, I like data. I can use this in uh, in betting as well. Uh, I watched a few uh, uh, courses actually uh, on how to do the how to utilize the uh, uh, Pythagorean uh, theorem to uh, to. To predict uh, correction, it's uh, I think that's the main uh, uh, way to say it, or the, the way to say it, that that to predict that something will be corrected if it's uh, if someone has underperformed for a period, then uh, they will start win uh, eventually. So so that's was that was why I uh, how I I got into it uh, and and maybe you could say it's a it's a weird thing that I didn't start on baseball and American football. Yeah, that's what we call it in Europe, <laughs> American football. Um, and then, but uh, again, it's, I think it's the, I like the, uh, 
the home away uh, betting where there's uh, no or, or at least rarely uh, a draw or a tie in that, those games. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to bet on. So you you have one outcome where you win and one where you lose. Uh, it's not like uh, football or soccer where you bet on the home team and then uh, you lose if it's, it's the draw or the away. Yeah, so, 50-50 in those sports. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that I, I started out by doing that. But I also do uh, some... Uh, some betting on, on, on soccer or, or football, where I actually uh, mainly I lay outcomes on the betting exchange. And again, based on historical data, <laughs> I must say. So, okay. so that's that's my journey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just actually Googled as well. Going Dutch is the, the actual um, phrase that people use, and that means splitting equally. Okay. At expenses, so <laughs> it's yeah. like sh- sharing the risk is yeah. dodging, which apparently doesn't have much to do with uh, being Dutch. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so we learned that at least. Yeah. So I'm guessing, based on your rather intimate journey with the whole automated betting and, and bots and so on, you you probably discovered Zico at some stage because it's very much reliant on those automated systems and automation to to be to to be good basically. <laughs> so yeah. tell yeah. me about your journey on how you found Zico's system. Yeah it's actually a a, a, a bit the dark period of my life because uh, I wanted to get into betting again and uh, I did Everything I shouldn't do. I uh, trusted some uh, marketing uh, or marketeers with all those gaming systems and uh, everything uh, they uh, they provide. Uh, so it was uh, it was expensive. <laughs> Let's say it that way. But and all those uh, systems that you can buy uh, through uh, ClickBank. But what one of the good things that happened was that uh, one of these uh, scammers actually at one point. Um, send an, uh, an advert for this ClickBank product uh, uh, C code where it wasn't as much a uh, tipping uh, or tipster but it was data and that was exactly what I liked um, so so I took uh, this trial um, I think it must have been maybe one one year ago I took a trial and, and uh, I could see that it was actually good um, I looked into some of the automated systems. Uh, I looked at the a lot of the the wall. Um, uh, so so that was how uh, how I found C code and also that I chose to uh, to uh, to uh, yeah jump in. Um, okay. And then actually uh, I I was only a member for four or five months maybe. Then I had some. Other stuff going on that I have to uh, just uh, skip all this and yeah I I, I actually stopped I took another break from uh, from gambling I did, simply didn't have time uh, or yeah uh, yeah the mentality was not uh, at the right state at that point I had to do or deal with other issues uh, family got um, you yeah. So you took a break, which <laughs> made you come back uh, with a lot of energy, as we can see down the wall now. 
Yeah, uh, I'm actually wondering <laughs> what sort of tools you use generally on your uh, and day-to-day -day analysis. Yeah. Well, let's just stick to Zcode for now, and I'll ask you the next question, which will be sort of outside of Zcode on the yeah. tools you use. Um, for Zcode, I, I use the Soccer Body um, to see also because I like, uh, as I mentioned before, the the draw uh, selections. Especially, uh, yeah, we'll come back to that. Who who provides them? But uh, I like this the uh, the draw or, or just the, the uh, how the score predictor in the in the soccer body, not the, the actual score predictor. Um, what is low scoring games or what are predicted to be both teams to score and stuff like that. Um, um, but I I don't use it uh, like in a structured way where I go in every day, find bets, place bets, and uh, uh, not at the moment. Um, sometimes on and off, I also look at the line reversals. Uh, but uh, I must say that I'm no, uh, uh, I'm not familiar enough with those uh, to just say like, uh, was it Cyril, the French guy, that uh, he can just uh, see everything in those uh, patterns. Um, but I can't. So, uh, <laughs> so I just. Uh, I just look at them impressed when people they see all these uh, patterns and uh, signals. Um, so it's the only to, <laughs> yeah, it's good to have a perspective from other people. When you don't know a topic very well yourself, you can follow someone else who knows it much better than you. And it's you know it's okay to to <laughs> to say that okay I don't know about line reversals myself, but I like this guy on the wall and I like what he's doing, so I can follow him. Yeah. Just, just trace his steps, basically. Exactly. But one one thing I do use, and it's only when times alive, uh, allows it, is this uh, Sea Life bot, um, but only for, for soccer or football games. Because I, I I'm never able to find those. Uh, or the, the tennis changes happen so fast that you cannot uh, find the same odds or table tennis and eSport, I haven't found the right uh, bookmaker to bet on those. So mm -hmm. so the, the bot, uh, live bot for uh, for football games, that's uh, what I use. And what about the analysis of your own selections? How do you go about that? Yeah. Uh, maybe people will stop following me now, uh, or follow my picks now, because actually, <laughs> um, I don't know anything about baseball or American football. Um, <laughs> of course, I've seen some games uh, <laughs> on and off, but it's not the timing where they they are broadcasted is not too convenient for European. You know that yourself. Uh -huh. um, so, but I see some games uh, with when times allows it. Um, I don't. I would say for football, I I don't even know the the basics of the game. Um, I have a colleague in uh, in Danske Spil. He's an NFL expert, um, so I ask him a lot of uh, probably silly questions, um, <laughs> and uh, I think sometimes uh, he's surprised that I can make money betting on football without knowing anything about that sport, <laughs> only looking at the numbers. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But sometimes he uh, then uh, also uh, he made some good uh, bets himself. Like last year uh, in the playoff, he he had a I think he predicted two of the uh, games would go into uh, to overtime. Uh, two of the late later uh, playoffs. So uh, 
so he made a lot of money on that uh, combining those two but uh, so just to just to be sure you yeah. and your and your colleague are allowed to gamble are you allowed to gamble in the same company or you have to go somewhere else to 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 be play, able to place bets we can uh, gamble on our, on our own book yeah um but not uh, because we we not, we actually not uh, a part of the the sports book uh, operation uh, he's in the finance department and i'm in the yeah robotic uh, automation department so we're not we don't have inside knowledge to how the odds uh, move or anything like that so so we can we can gamble anywhere uh, all right just not in in the office hours <laughs> so we <laughs> cannot spend our work day sitting there gambling all day <laughs> of course <laughs> so you've had a go at the automated systems as well within z code i saw one of your systems um obviously you know times are tough right now it's kind of tough to rely on the data as as such because yeah. the data that was present to us before is kind of invalid right now at least during this sort of period of transition uh, during the pandemic but what's the so specific about the, your automated system that you developed i think i have uh, three systems um, running on or they're actually on my old account that's a different email than the one i, I use now because uh, yeah clickbank clickbank wouldn't allow me to sign up the mm -hmm. same one um but yeah three uh, three different systems and one is uh, for the second tier league in denmark uh, actually for the first tier league or the super league in denmark and then the first division uh, so yeah first tier and second tier in denmark um and i tried to uh, find uh, the, uh, where, the, where we have a huge dog or at least a dog uh, to bet on where the odds are pretty good um uh, yeah so so that's uh, for the danish one and uh, i think that's so some leaks i know uh, also from i mentioned earlier that i'm not a big football fan but i have one uh, or I, that i don't follow one particular team but i do have one team that they actually played in the uh, play in the third tier uh, league here in denmark um, so i do know a bit about both the third tier and the the second tier um so I, I tried to just use my knowledge and put it into the trend and it actually uh, was profitable. I was thinking, okay, why why not uh, why not just automate this? So I, so I uh, submitted it to the C Lab and it was uh, accepted and then uh, I follow it and uh, make some good uh, good money, not not big money, but uh, it's a part of the uh, yeah the portfolio. Mm -hmm. And then I also I saw one. Where it was a soccer trend for teams all over the world, and I said, like, ah, I, yes, this can be a bit better. Um, um, and actually, my main purpose with it was to find odds, very low odds. But instead of putting them in, in a parlay, I would then, uh, you know, bet 100, then win uh, 20 back, so 120, and then do an all in, uh, maybe five times or something like that, or 10 times, and then walk away with the profit after five or 10 winning bets. Uh, so in that way, uh, doing uh, parlay on all in. I, I don't know what it's called, but uh, so, so I, I tried to make a, a trend where we find uh, 10 winners in a row uh, and then, uh, then bet on those. So that was the reasoning behind that one. Okay. So I will ask you that question anyway, mm -hmm. because 
but despite you saying that you sort of you don't know much about these sports, you kind of are betting on them. <laughs> so MLB, yeah. and I guess NFL, you, you you have the attention. You've you've devoted yourself towards them. <laughs> yeah. Are they going to become your sort of standard sports annually, or are you just sort of testing things out and seeing how they progress? Yeah, I would say um, the especially the MLB. I did it last year, and uh, now again this year. Uh, I like how it's every day. Or the yeah, this year only uh, what is it, sixty games? But but in, in the normal season, one hundred and sixty-two games. I like the action from it, so that will be uh, yeah definitely one of my main uh, sports uh, to bet on. Uh, that's for sure. Um, and as I said uh, before, or maybe would have said before, I never look at who's playing, uh, what's the weather condition, and like like I heard some other people uh, do uh, because. If uh, Quintana or someone else, Mon- Montana, whatever, doesn't play for the White Sox, I would have no clue who who this guy is. <laughs> um, so, of course, I could look up the pitcher stats and everything like that, but that's not where I am in the moment. I just look at the numbers that I have from uh, like the Pythagorean system, um, and then I look up sometimes if this uh, match has any importance to the teams. So if uh, now we are reaching the end of the MLB season. Um, maybe some teams, they just don't care if they win or lose. Um, and then, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I do, I do uh, calculate a lot of numbers and uh, sometimes they go in different ways. And then it's up to me to, to, to just say, do I want to bet on this one way or the other way or just leave it there? Um, uh, sometimes uh, normally, there's also a home team advantage. I've seen that disappear during the recent years, huh. especially in the NFL, where there actually was a, an away team advantage. <laughs> Normally, we would say the home team would, that's already uh, three points gained in the NFL. But last year, it was uh, one point for the away team, uh, suddenly. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I do numbers like I also also see Dan do on the uh, forum, and I've seen uh, Captain uh, Sportsal do where they have their their own NFL lines, and then I'm comparing it, uh, or I I do my own as well, comparing those uh, with the book bookies lines, and then mm-hmm. try to find the, an edge there. Um, mine are a bit uh, wild, you could say, because. I can see that Dan and uh, and L they always uh, they are a few points away from the boogies and then you can find the edge there. Sometimes mine would say, uh, yeah, Fort uh, Niners will will win by 18 points, uh, where the where the boogie line is nine points or something like that. But but uh, yeah, usually it uh, goes well. <laughs> so uh, going back to the question about the tools, yeah, what do you use outside of Zcode? Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> I uh, use Excel a lot, of course, um, and Microsoft Excel, and especially the tool in there. It's called uh, Solver, uh, where you can, you can say that uh, you set up some formulas, uh, you give some input cells, and then you say, I want uh, uh, this uh, difference or one some value to be the highest or the lowest or whatever you, you want, and then it will say, okay, then you need to input uh, this uh, value. Mm-hmm. 
So, so if we, uh, for one example is how do I find um, the strength of uh, the NFL teams? And then we have all the historical results. Um, we can we know that yeah for every match that one team won by five five points. And then uh, how do which parameters should I uh, use? That will then apply to all the games, and then where we get as close as the uh, historical uh, results as possible with the with this um, mathematical model. Uh -huh. um, then I use um, a tool. It's called uh, UiPath. It's uh, an automation tool. It's the one I also use for my, my work at Danske Spill. It's a robotic tool. Um, it can do uh, yeah almost anything. Uh, it can do anything a human can do, and more, except for the, the thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I when I wake up uh, in the morning or when I get home from work, uh, I I press press the play button. It goes to a flash score uh, the, and find the MLB uh, tables, uh, league tables to find the next games, and then it will scrape the data from from those sites and enter it into my excel sheets and wow. it, it will then uh, yeah <laughs> and it will then uh, uh, do the formatting of the data uh, it will uh, by by activating uh, macros in excel sheets and we remove the data to the right uh, sheets in in the excel uh, the right tabs in the excel sheet so i, I just pr press play and then I, I wait for the outcome it will close down the sites again and uh, and it just give me the uh, uh, yeah the outcome. That's incredible. So I think uh, Mete would definitely appreciate it. Yeah, I heard I, that. I, yeah, <laughs> she she does <laughs> like her spreadsheets as well. Yeah, but she doesn't have the automated. I think no. in her process is a bit is a bit more input data. Yeah, and I've been there too. Uh, like uh, just if you want the the, the NFL, no, no, sorry, the MLB. Uh, results from this season only, where it's only like 53 games now. I think it's uh, 690 games, uh, or at least where I pick up pick up those results. It's a uh, it's a page where there's only 10 games per page, so there's <laughs> 70 pages that I have to uh, run through, and the robot does all that uh, mm. for me. So. Wow. No more uh, marking and copying and pasting mm. in Excel and then go to next page doing the same over and over again. How much time does it save you per day? Oh, a lot. Uh, <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah. Automation I, is the key. It is. And uh, yeah, that's also what I do. As I said, on a daily basis, uh, that's my, my work. So, of course, it I can do it uh, maybe a bit uh, quicker than uh, a normal person. Uh, Good, but uh, it's a, it's available for everybody. There's a community edition, so everybody can just uh, download it and uh, and try it. Uh -huh. um, and uh, yeah, there's a free uh, um, what's it called academy where you can yeah learn everything about the, the pro uh, program. So so it's actually cool. that, and and the module the UI path as they're called is a, a user interface path. So it's just doing everything a user can do. And the motto is one robot for every person. So, so they want everyone to have their own, uh, yeah, they call it assistant now. So, uh, automation assistant at one point. So, 
Oh well. And then, yeah, I, I do as I as I mentioned, I do use uh, like uh, like uh, yeah, Flasco. Uh, we have uh, there's another site called footballdata.co.uk that Mita also mentioned where I use uh, where I find all the historical games, uh, football or soccer games, um, including the uh, average odds for the market for all the bookmakers, including the closing odds for Pinnacle and, and different uh, other stats. And then I just simply, uh, simply just look at this and okay, is there an odds range where, where it gives a maybe a, a profit uh, betting on the whole team home team or maybe laying the away team or yeah uh, and uh, everywhere where i can find some profit i try to use that there okay so automation fails at times and human emotions fail yeah. more times so yeah. how do you go about a negative streak because that is a question i ask every single person i know it kind of gets repetitive but it's yeah my personal interest in people's uh, reaction to to that sort of streak loss i would love to say that i'm uh, emotion uh, free and uh, <laughs> I, um, but i of course i i'm not uh, i i used to uh, i don't do it that much anymore <laughs> but i used to uh, start a chase uh, where i shouldn't start a chase and uh, sometimes it went well you don't uh, remember those and then sometimes it goes wrong and then that's what you remember uh, where you started uh, suddenly lose uh, maybe 50, 50 uh, points uh, where you should actually just have, have staked five or because you started to chase those uh, lower uh, teams or, or whatever um, uh -huh. so so that's not uh, that's not something i do that much anymore but i i do sometimes if i follow a game uh, i'm in a losing position i could do some live uh, betting um, and then uh, yeah sometimes it's it, uh, as i said sometimes it's success and sometimes not but 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 now when i have these systems uh, both on the soccer and the baseball and, and so i i i know that the the historical uh, of course, there's not a, any guarantee for for future profits, but uh, with maybe eight, nine, ten years of historical results, um, I would have these have uh, provided profits. Um, uh, so, so maybe if I have a, maybe lose uh, ten points uh, or more in a in a week, I know that maybe next week I'll win twenty points. So, so I, I stick very much to the the actual uh, value of one point and then uh, stick to that so it and I I know that I do the MLB progression but I really don't like the progression um, <laughs> uh, especially when it's uh, when it's uh, yeah quickly increasing um, I think yesterday uh, there was uh, the, the the draw system uh, went to a F uh, stake or something like that and I don't like those high uh, high stakes, uh, well, but maybe that maybe that's just a, a question of uh, starting on that lower starting point. But uh, but again, then then the the fear of missing out the profits the kicks in because uh, then we, when we get the the 
the draw in the first game or the second game, the profit isn't that big uh, compared to <laughs> if the stakes were higher. So, but yeah, I, I tend to to stick at the, the points, and then I have a small, uh, you would say, uh, sandbox uh, bank that I can play around with. Okay. So, from a betting perspective, how many systems do you bet on proactively? Yeah, I have I have the uh, the trends that I follow. So, um, uh, but they yeah, I'll group them together as one. So that's my own trends. I don't follow any other trends um, at the moment. Uh, I did look at some last time I was a member, but then I saw some uh, some weird results or taking a a draw as a win in a in a draw no bit odds. Uh, so I. I also reported those to the C lab, but yeah, of course, um, sticking to the question, <laughs> uh, I think um, I have four uh, systems that I use. Uh, I have the uh, yeah, as I said, my trends. Then I have my my strength for uh, or the calculation that I, that I use to calculate how strong MLB and NFL teams are, uh-huh. and it's perfectly available for uh, for NBA and uh, NHL. Too, but I guess that's a payoff now. So, so that will be next next season. Um, then I have the Pythagorean uh, expectation system that uh, that I love so much. It brings so much uh, cash on the table. So that's uh, that's uh, my favorite. And then I do lay bets uh, in soccer on the Betfair exchange, as I men- mentioned before, uh, based on historical data. Uh, okay so that's that's it and and, and then uh, I do follow some experts in the world where I can see that uh, there are some uh, good profits to but I wouldn't call them system I'll just follow experts okay uh, and are you working yeah, this would be the last question are you working on any systems at the moment on anything new maybe for the next season or <laughs> yeah I... I'm sure you are <laughs> I'm a, I'm a married man and I have two children of nine and 12 years old. So time is limited, uh, especially when I work full time as well. Mm. Um, so, and the data out there is may, perhaps unlimited how much data you can get. So it's, uh, it's hard to, to maybe narrow down what is actually good data, what is relevant for, for, for this. Um, but right now, I'm not working on a specific system, uh, but I'm working on introducing machine learning into my robots. So they, I can just give them all the results, uh, all the historical data, and then they'll say, look at this uh, group of, uh, it could be odds, it could be form, it could be whatever. Look at this, they have the similarity and they could provide you a pro- uh, profit. Uh, so that's that's my, actually my next uh, project <laughs> to introduce machine learning and, and AI into my tools. Um, All right, awesome. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you so much, Ryo, for your time. I appreciate it. This was yeah. a, a very long podcast, actually. <laughs> we managed to <laughs> squeeze out 51 minutes out of it. Oh, yeah. I'm really happy that, that we had this opportunity to have a chat, and thank you so much. Yeah, and if, if I can just round off by saying that... Uh, I'm so happy for for some of the experts in there and and how the way they uh, have different uh, uh, yeah uh, knowledge 
like uh, some has uh, the cycling, some has uh, football and MLB, and it's just a uh, just a uh, yeah, so nice to to follow in the, in there and and make profits from different uh, sports. Mm-hmm. So it's very good. I, I love it, and I I, I love that they uh, that they stay in this community, even if mm-hmm. they I I know probably a lot of them they're making. Uh, the income from this and and don't need this uh, community, but they stay there. They teach us. They help us, uh, and, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah, it's kind of it, it, perhaps it's fair to say that people don't need it, especially those who are making their own systems and running them throughout the year and making money from it. But it's also, I think, it's kind of like a support line behind them because mm. if you. And it happens to everyone. Like I asked you the question about negative streaks, and yeah. that negative streak can happen to anyone. And you, you kind of need a support system behind you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you break down emotionally, you need the support system from your family and so on. But Seacode um, is kind of like the support system for you. When you know, when you have a bad day, betting things are going bad, you are like, okay, I'll check on the wall, see what's going on, and the guys are like, oh. Yeah, I'm having a bad day here, but I just transitioned to something else. I'm betting on like MLB, and uh, here are my results so far. And it's kind of like it kind of motivates you in a way that you know you're going from the negative to positive very quickly. Exactly. So, so on that bombshell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, and uh, best of luck to your systems and. Thank you for your time. Thank again. you for listening to yeah, our Z Code Sports Betting Podcast, where insider systems, secrets, and tools are revealed to help you win on sports betting. If you have a comment or question, make sure to visit us at www.zcodesystem.com. Download our free sports prediction tools and join our VIP club to follow winning systems from people who make a living betting sports professionally. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. See you next time.